This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy, pick of the week number 608, brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades, they'll give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash iFanboy. Just pay shipping, and I found my listeners just like you.
Welcome to my Fanboy Pick of the Week, episode 608. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with R- R- Josh Flanagan. <laughs> I definitely changed that. <laughs> I just don't think it captured. I remember change. You know what? I see what happened. I started to change it, and then I didn't. That's so okay. That's why your name is in there twice. Oh, this is the kind of fun. This is the kind of high-quality entertainment you get every week at iFanboy. Ron Richards is on assignment in the tropics. He's looking for the cure for cancer, which he claims he lost. He's, he's going to find it again. He's in a piff helmet and those <laughs> like uh, shorts, but then like the brown boots with the high socks. I would pay so much money to see that. <laughs> to see him wearing one of those outfits. I would pay good money for that. By Jove! We are iFanboy. Every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks their favorite book called it the pick of the week. We talk about that book, other books we read, the patron pick. We do some powers and listener mail. It's all fun and games and high entertainment. It's high quality entertainment. You know what? You know what just happened in what? terms of high quality entertainment? Something has never happened to me in podcasting. I went to take a drink of my beverage and an ice cube slipped in there. Now, normally I would just eat that ice cube and crunch it. But then I thought, I can't do that. Right. And I had to reach over, get my glass again and spit the ice cube back in, which is that's that's high quality podcasting, right? I've had thought about the list. I've had where the ice budges up and then slides really fast down and smacks you in the mouth when you're drinking it during all the show. of it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that's been a. Yeah. And then I also, <laughs> I bought a new cup. This is what everyone wants to hear. I bought a new cup. Long li- listeners will know. About a month ago, I spilled my entire cup over the table while we were podcasting. I bought a new cup that's got a closed lid that can uh, close when I'm not drinking it. So that's hopefully will mitigate that from ever happening again. Josh had the pick this week. I don't think we did we tell them about spoilers. Yeah, whatever. Spoilers. Here's your warning. Yeah, there you go. I did have the pick. Um, I feel like lately I haven't really had a lot of like. This is totally the pick. This is 100 percent it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, comics kind of let me down a little Step lately. Step it up. I, I, in a way, like, or, or maybe, or maybe that's just me. Maybe I've seen every trick they have. Mm-hmm. And and I you know I can't be satisfied. It could be the end of the year. It could be a lot of things. I was getting through everything. Not a huge week. I was sort of a mercifully lighter week, which is which is sometimes a problem when you have the pick of the week. Um, and I left I left two books for the end, partially because I have to read them in a different application. So that's uh, that's just how that worked out. The last thing I read, which was actually first thing this morning, was Rebels: These Free and Independent States number eight, and I thought that was pretty good. And then afterwards, I look back at all the all the stuff, and I go, "Oh, that's clearly the pick of the week for me this week." That's there's there's not there's there is one caveat that we're going to have to get to later, which also has to do with differing applications. I think that this is the final issue. Wait, I'm not I'm not Con- Connor. <laughs> no, no, I get it. But th- this is the final issue. Of, this is this is for sure the final issue of this volume, Rebels: colon, These Free and Independent States. This is issue eight of eight. It's listed that way from Dark Horse. Now that doesn't mean there won't be another volume. We we had Rebels, mm-hmm. and then now we got Rebels. These Freedom and Penn States. There could be another volume. We don't know. But this is the final issue of this volume. And I just assume anything that I like that's not superheroes when it ends, it's over. But I don't know. Maybe not, maybe it's not over. Well, we thought that before. But the other thing I that got confusing actually is that. It is called These Free and Independent States on the solicitations, mm-hmm. but it, you won't find that anywhere on this book. Right. This is uh, listed as Rebels Volume 2, Number 8, and under it it just says, Historical Epic of America's Founding, and the story is called The Green Mountain Boys. And th- that confused me for a little bit because I was trying to figure out how to write it down. Um, we do not have uh, Andrea Moody, who is the normal artist. Uh, the guest uh, – art- I don't know Gaster, but the artist on this is uh, Joan Ergel or Urgel, mm-hmm. um, who I've never heard before. And it, it, the art wasn't the same as the other books. It's 
serviceable. It's not not great, but it did a really good job with character work and storytelling. I thought, and I think coloring added a lot. Uh, coloring worked worked really well um, by Lauren Affy. Aff, I'm gonna go with Affy. I, I went back and forth on the art. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, I was looking at some of the. There's a, basically, there's a lot of um, colonial troop movements through trees and things yeah. that are happening like that. It's actually handled really, really well. That's that not stuff easy was stuff really good. It was more of like anytime we saw anybody's face close up. Yeah, I'll, I'll Ethan make that Allen's trade-off. Face at the at the hotel, I guess, where they're eating, and then John mm-hmm. Adams is there, there in the like. It just it it was fine. It just it wouldn't be my first choice for this. But the the, the action stuff in the woods when they're flashing, I guess, forward to. Uh, yeah. Where they're when when we'll get to the story, but the action stuff I thought was much better. Yeah, overall. So, but at the end of it, I I I said I saw that John Adams is in this, and uh, for those of you playing at home, John Adams is probably my favorite founding father. If if not, if, you know, if, he's up there. He's top three. If I if I have to absolutely pick, but a lot of times uh, he'll be one of those guys. And so I was looking forward. Oh, John Adams is going to be in this. That's fun. And at the end of it, I I kind of went. I really liked that. <laughs> like it, it was, I wasn't really obvious while I was reading at the end of it. I was like, "Oh, more of that." I want, I want. Uh, basically, so what you have here uh, is two things going on at once. Uh, e- Ethan Allen and um, the other guy uh, come down to uh, uh, Philadelphia during uh, the, the lieutenant something. I remember that much. Lieutenant uh, come down to Philadelphia during the Revolutionary War, and what it is is that uh, Allen's little army, his militia, is not officially sanctioned. Lieutenant Warner. And so they're coming down, and they're trying to. There's a couple of things that are going on. There's a couple of sort of subplots in this. They're trying to get officially recognized so that they have an easier time getting people to fight for them. They're patriots. They're going for it, but also they kind of want Vermont to be a state. Right now, Vermont is just part of New Hampshire. He also they also want make. funding uh, from yeah, the but yeah, and that all follows it. So, but uh, anybody who knows anything will know that the Continental Congress, Congress didn't really have any money. There was right. uh, it was there in, in great arrears. So this is a big request to make, and so they make an appointment, kind of get brushed off by John Adams, and they have the big meeting, um, and they have just a really, you know, I don't know how historically accurate it is, but a really fun and interesting conversation, you know, about who they are, what they're fighting for, what it means, what all this stuff means. And, you know, they, they beat all the odds just talking face to face while we are watching a battle go on uh, up in the snowy wilds of Vermont, uh, you know, near, near Canada, you know, with his uh, really able militia. And so it's sort of that, that nice, what's the word when two things are the same? Simultaneous um, <laughs> sort of action, really. I, th- I think going the great on. subplot of this show in general is watching the continued mental decline of, uh, of the hosts. I used to really have a, 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 a I used to have the best words. Is it sharp would say, recall? God. Yeah, just, just nothing. Mm-hmm. Just yep. nothing. I know the word, I know that there's still a word, but my finding it uh, along with the pressure of that red light. Yeah. Uh, has dramatically slowed. Also, I get like five five and a half hours of sleep a night, maybe. <laughs> so that's that's not good. It's not helping. Um, uh, how do you how do you think you climb trees in those big old jackets? And I don't understand how people climb trees in general. <laughs> um, you make a good point. I don't know. I mean, just think. Uh, this is this is you. You actually nailed exactly what it is that I really love about history. Sort of, re- you know, like just far enough back that things are different. So. I, I really like thinking about like these guys lived in the same places that we did. It was cold. They had to heat their places. They had to wear clothing, but it all had to be made by like it must have been like you had a jacket and you just had to have that for years because it was like buying a car. 
Right. You know, and it all must have been sort of uncomfortable and it's just what they lived with, you know, and, and I like it when you see the inside of a building back. I mean, the first thought was that they're at a bed and breakfast uh, right. at the beginning and she serves them a whole plate of food. And I thought, did they really serve them whole plates of food or is that just the thing that we do now where you have some eggs and you have some meat and you like it's a big plate. A lot of beans. And I like. Yeah. And, and I like thinking about that. Right. I, I like understanding like what the differences are they have napkins and forks and knives and it, it's pretty modern and i was like well did they have that in 1770 what is this 77 78 75 i believe it's uh, in the beginning 75 yeah so it's before the declaration yeah 75 yep 1775 anyway this actually this book's really good for it because it's straight ahead uh, it's a little dramatized, but I think factually he's trying to stay on the mark and trying to tell a story about something that's really important that not a lot of us know about. And and the backstories about it are really interesting. And also it was a very different world. It was a very different America, you know, and our ideas about what America is and what patriotism is are all touched on. Um, and I really, this does this almost as well as a lot of historical novels that I've read. Right. Um, and in the comic book space, there's not a lot doing that because I don't think there's a lot of audience for it. But then at the same time, you're talking about Brian Wood, who is a guy who knows how to make mainstream comics. He knows how to make independent comics. He knows how to tell a story. Uh, and he clearly cares about this subject and, and getting it right. Um, and, and, you know, the, and the artists have been very good for the sort of the topic. Uh, and it keeps, it keeps, it's just – this is the thing about Brian Wood is that I don't think he blows me away with stuff. But I, after a little while, I go, wow, this book has just been good for a really long time. And every one of them is. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot of these. I mean if you take the two volumes together. Yeah. You, I, mean, you, I, didn't, I didn't think we'd get – I'd say 20 – let's say 20 issues. We thought I thought issue five would have been a dream. Uh, which is great because you and I love this and maybe, maybe that's it. Yep. That's fine. Sometimes the pick is just for us, well, Josh. This is definitely one of those cases. There's a lot of people right now uh, moving their little cursor around trying to figure out where they <laughs> can come the back in. book happen? Actually, no. We put up show notes, don't we? So yeah. that they don't have to do that. I hope this book continues in another volume. I love – every time it comes out, I get really happy. Uh, this was a great yep. issue. My art, my art concerns aside, and it was fine. And I understand the realities of comic book making, and they're not going to get it. You know, Great cover, though. I was happy to read it. I liked it a lot. I, I, I kind of – Suspected this had the chance to be the pick uh, because it was a really strong final issue and it had John Adams in it. And I know how, I know where your buttons are. Oh. I liked it. He I meant it. what he said, and he was grouchy. <laughs> he was grouchy, uh, but it was good. Very Jefferson good. was full of shit, and he knew it. Sorry. All right, so we move on. Okay. So Deadly Class Thirty One ends this current arc. Despite the fact that you know it's, it's sort of a big cliffhanger, but at the end you see the little it is. little thing at the end saying they're going to be taking off four months. Yeah, we actually have a question about this later, and yeah. I'm wondering if we can just address well, it now. We'll get we'll get to it later. Cause there's, there's okay, that's fine. So let's talk about the issue. Yeah. I actually had gotten like a little for some reason. I think I saw a tweet or something that something was going to happen here, mm-hmm. and actually what was happening was that it was the hiatus thing. But I kept expecting somebody to get killed. Oh. So I read the whole issue, going, which one of them is going to be? This is a book where I always feel like maybe I'm getting tired of it, but then I really like it when I read it. I feel the same way. And I usually like it when I read it. When I see it, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I read it, I'm like, yeah, but I really liked it. 31 issues. Yeah. We got introduced to a whole bunch of new characters, and in this issue, the new characters meet the old characters, the ones who who had run away from the school and faked their death, and they get together in this drug-fueled party in their hotel room. 
I've never been to a party like that. You're not that sort. <laughs> and uh, this drug and orgy going on in the hotel room. And then, uh, of course, they're, they're, we, we can't just have that happen. Of course, they're, they're enemies at the school. Track them down. And there's a big old confrontation in the hotel room that, end, like we said, ended on cliffhangers. I think the thing that keeps me coming back for this book is may, I may not know the, all of their names, but I like all of the characters for various reasons. I think it's interesting that, like, you know, the characters are all swapped out. We basically got a new group of them, and I think I like the new group better than the first group. Yes. Or maybe I'm just more familiar no, no, with No, I like the point. new group better than the first group. I agree with you. Like, the African girl is super interesting, and I still don't know where she's coming from. And, yeah, and that, uh, there's a reveal about her character in this issue that was interesting as well. Actually, that's my question. Is that a dude or not a dude? Who? The character that she's on the bed with. Oh, I don't know, but I just mean the reveal is that her, her family's actually dead, and she's been writing, yeah. writing the letters to nobody. That's true. Um, I think. It, let me find. What are you talking about? I don't know who the character is she's making oh, out with. I thought that was I the Vietnam Vietnamese yeah. guy for a second. Yeah, it's but. a dude. Okay. That's the dude who's just... running around naked with his balls out. Okay. All right. I think. Yeah. Same shirt. Yeah. Why don't I remember who that is? I don't know. There's a lot of characters, but okay. Uh, the big the big reveal is that she's got no family. That she may have killed them all back in Africa. But uh... I tell you something. I think I told you. I think I said this before when we were talking about. Some issue last week. And if there's another uh, plus for diversity in comics, it's that each character now has a different skin tone, which helps so much <laughs> in telling the people apart. Like even just on, like it's great for people in relations between people who are different, and that's fine. But if nothing else, you can tell the people apart without having them in costumes. Right, that's true. There's, a, there's one more reason for diversity in comics. Then you got the great art by Wes Craig, as we talked. You know, Justin Boyd, Justin Boyd, Jordan Boyd's the colorist. Jordan. As I was saying it, the comic closed on me, so I just went with a J name. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's weird. Like, I, I always think maybe this is maybe I should give it a little a rest, but every time I finish it, I want to read the next issue. So maybe I'm literally right there with you. At one point, I all I really did almost drop it, and then I was like, ah, I'm gonna read this next one. And it, it, there, there's a compelling thing about it, and it's see for me, it's almost it's almost too nihilistic, and I don't relate to yes. Going into the hotel room, taking a bunch of drugs, and just fucking around like that's that's a tough sell for me. And but I'm kind of, it is super personal too. I'm kind of seeing. I want to know where he's going with it. Yeah, and I mean, I wasn't this angsty in high school, um, but I get right. people who were, and sure. I understand. I can relate to the feelings anyway. But uh, it, I think it's because we spend so much time with these characters talking about their inner lives that we know them so well. So I love the metal guy, the German metal guy. You know, I love yeah. the. You know, I love all these characters, uh, so I must. I'm gonna stick with it and enjoy it because I have been. I'm with you, and I want also like you know I don't want it to go anywhere. It's one of those things like I don't know if I want to read it, but I definitely don't want to get canceled. So I'll keep reading it, and we'll keep talking about it. I think because they're taking a four month break, so that's what uh, November, um, like March, coming back in March maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, this gives people a chance to jump on board and catch up. Sure, get those trades, kids. Great cover. I really like the coloring on the cover, the, the yellow and red with the green logo on it. Mm-hmm. It was a very striking cover. I love the, the perspective of it. Everything sort of... It's, it's sort that's, of a, like, that's a ball perspective is what that is. That's a foreshadowing. Yeah, that's true. It's, good. it's a really good cover. Yep. I'm really curious why this next book is on the list. What happened? We were in a story about the prison. A tie-in happened, Josh. A crossover. Oh, God. I was so mad. <laughs> That's why we're talking about this. But because I'm not all horrible, I love seeing Howard Porter so often again. 
I love seeing Howard Porter draw the Justice League. It wasn't just the Flash. This is a metal tie-in issue in Flash 32. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to metal in a second. But in the, So in this issue, most of the Justice Leaguers make appearances, and Howard Porter was the artist on Grant Morrison's transformative JLA book. It was a legitimately transformative comic. And yeah. it's nice to see him drawing Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and Aquaman and Flash and And it's, and good. it's good. It's real good. It's not Steel. like watered-down, shitty, later Howard Superman. Porter. It's just good Howard Porter. Right, and he modified his style a bit. I think he broke his hand or something happened to his hand. But, yeah. you know, it's still a really good style. We're going to talk about another couple artists later on when we get to the patron pick, whose style is a little different now. But uh, his is still working. Yeah, I, I really liked that part of it. Um, I got no idea what this story is about. I actually kind of stopped reading it, and I just well, looked at yeah. the art. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess to you, I, I started skimming the last third. I was like, there it is. Let's look at the story through the art, because I don't... I... <clears throat> I don't think these tie-in issues are necessary. I, I think I follow Metal. I think I get the story. But I think within the miniseries of Metal and within the Batman uh, issues, which we're not talking about this week, but the, those those standalone Batman issues, I think there's enough story going on. I don't think this needs to happen. All it is is disruptive. It doesn't feel organically there. It doesn't feel like Metal has happened, unfolded. Mm-hmm in a way that makes sense. This is just all, all of a sudden happening and now it's taking over these books. and Only some of the books, not all the books. And, you know, that's always the problem with these things. But I think it would have been fine just to keep it within the metal books. You wouldn't, we don't need to have, like, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, is going to get taken over. And I'm not going to read the Justice League tie-ins, so I'm going to get part one and part three of this, apparently, of this story that's happening. I was, like, halfway through this before I remembered that, like, the last... I was like, wait, there was a story going on. Yeah. And it makes me forget about the other thing. And not in a good way. So, it's like, so, so the next time a Flash comic comes around, if I'm Johnny Consumer, I, there's a very good chance of being like, oh, I hated that last issue. I'm not going to bother right now. I'm going to forget that I was actually interested in what was happening. And yeah. then momentum takes over. It's tough. I mean, I, I feel like the way comics work now is different than they were 20 years ago. And I think it's just best mm-hmm. to keep these things in a self-contained... They're silos. Silo. And people want to read hey, it. Hey, uh... Is that what Aquaman looks like now? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, he looks great. He's got metal hair and beard, and that's, they, that's they, good Aquaman. They're keeping the costume, but they're giving him the hair and beard of Jason Momoa, so he's he looks cool. Yeah, but it's still blonde. So. No, but it's still blonde, but I mean, it's the long hair and beard look, and it's awesome with, yep. the, with the classic suit. But there's a there's a yeah, but there's a precedent for that, so it works. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm, I don't, I'm not complaining about it. I think he looks awesome. Yeah, no, I, I'm just... It's a good Aquaman. It's just damn fine Aquaman. Oh, it looks great. Great look, look, look great. Did you read the Rough and Ready show number one? I didn't. I thought about it. I saw Howard Shakin's name, and then I thought um, I have no emotional association to Rough and Ready. I already reading the the Garth Ennis one that I'm on the fence about. I liked Um, that last issue. I forgot to bring it up the last time I did. did, But I'm like, it's like I don't, you know. How many of these do I want in my life is what the question I asked myself. Sure. And I skipped over Rough and Ready. I'm only reading Dastardly and Mudley. Who I do remember. I don't remember Rough and Ready at all. I don't either. No, I have no I have no recollection of it, so I'm not really sure what that's about. However. I know. I know. The art on this is Mac Ray. It's not Howard Chaikin art. Although. He wrote it. He did. And it, it's definitely like it looks like it looks like he laid it out almost. The, the, the sort of way it's produced, it looks like. 
doesn't look like Chaikin, but you can see like, oh, is Chaikin involved with this? I don't know. I don't right. know if that makes sense. Like, if you replace the drawings with Chaikin drawings, it all looks like maybe he right. did the layouts. Maybe, maybe, and then or like even like directed the the coloring. Here's the thing about this issue: I I cannot find credits anywhere in it. I had to look it up, and I found that all it said was story Howard Chaikin, um, art by by Mac Ray. I really liked it though. So what's the premise of it? Almost despite myself, uh, Rough and Ready were on TV, you know, in the fifties, I think, during the Golden Age, and they didn't like each other. Um, and, and one of them, they got caught like talking shit about each other. And at that time, just like, you know, saying bad words was enough to get your show taken away. And so they got their show taken away. Ready is the cat. And he went on to have like a minor TV career. He was on a law and order spinoff. Uh, and then rough, like just went to like, he ended up just working a regular job. I think he's a greeter at Walmart or home Depot Mm -hmm. in this when he comes back and, I, I do feel like I've read this story somewhere recently. I don't know if it was – we read a little one of these. But basically there's, an, there's a talent agent who wants to bring them back. And so she goes and tracks them down. And, of course, neither of them want to talk, but they're going to do a thing. So, you know, it's 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 old Hollywood versus new Hollywood. And, us, you know, somebody young trying to bring a thing back because they were interested in it. Was it compelling? It was a little compelling. The It, it got me more as it kept going on. And also you've got this world where there's uh, a- animals and humans, like anthropomorphic animals and humans living together. And there's a there's a, there's a tension going on there hmm. um, that's kind of interesting. Are you going to read more of it? There's a good chance it could go either way. If that next time I see one of the issues, I'm not being completely swamped, I will probably read it. But if it's a week where like I've got 20 books and I can't get it, there's a good chance I could skip it. But it was better than I thought, and I really, really, really like the art. Okay, then I might check it out. The art reminds me of – oh, Christ. I don't remember the name of it, but there was a, an adventure story where this the guy was like a – he had a submarine. And he was a treasure hunter, and he was like a um, – Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love that book. Yeah. That was the image book. Yeah, the art reminds me of that. Ooh, interesting. Okay, I will definitely Yeah, it's check like it out. A, an animated kind of style, very um, hard lines and things like that. Actually, no outline at all. It was, it was a good book. I actually I, – I liked it. So Saga, I moved to trades on, so you're on your own. Now. I was going to, yeah, well, this is going to be about that a little bit. And, and I'm curious what your take on it is, is that much like with uh, Deadly Class, you, you said, you know, I, I'm not sure if I want to keep reading this. I really look forward to Saga. And then afterwards, I kind of always feel like, I don't know if I want to keep reading this, it's, but it's after. <laughs> so you look forward to it in theory. This yeah. This is the first Deadly Class. We, it is. We're 48 issues in, and I kind of like it but we're 48 issues in and i'm not all that excited about it anymore i want to be and i feel like we're all like yay saga but right. should we be or how far where, do you know where you are in the trades um, like i dropped off? off on single issues in that issue where the the a- aliens died because they thought that their god was coming to save them and there was like four pages of black it was a very See, heavy... i don't even remember that like that's the other thing like it's not sticking with me yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I want to really like it a lot. I liked it a lot for the first, like, 20 or so issues. And then every once in a while, there'd be an issue I really liked, but for the most part, it would be kind of um, forgettable, which is tough. It's kind of forgettable. Like, and it, I mean, like, it's good. It's very the good. The art is great. Fiona Staples is exactly as good as she has always been. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not really better. It's the same. It's what you expect. It, it, was, it started off really good. But we're a little bit coasting here. I, I don't. I, I don't really feel a lot of the drama from the characters that I did before. The momentum. 
I don't care about this little seal dude that everybody thinks is cute. Gus. Right. There's some good ideas in here. The production's good, but I'm not excited about it. Uh, and I want to be. And that it's worse. I'm hoping that, and I, I don't know where I'm at the trade. Well, I have to look. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping that reading it in chunks will be more interesting. Because right now I, I was, I, I felt that way for a while about, and this was a, this happened on a show you weren't on. I think it was just Ron and I, and we both decided, sort of organically in the conversation, that we were both going to just stop reading it in issues. Because it wasn't exciting anymore in that in that way, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I don't. I honestly don't know how far back I stopped. That's, that's yeah. That tells you something. I just. I, I can't. I can't. I can't seem to get excited about it. So and I'm trying do? to. I'll probably keep reading it because it's there. Right. But I, I've skipped a couple and like I let the issues just sit there, and then one will come out and I'll read like three or four of them at a time. And that's a little better. Right. But I'm. I'm not. It's not sticking with me. Hmm. All right. Well, that's yeah. too bad. I mean, I, I think it's too bad because that was a book we were all legitimately thrilled about for a while. Yeah. So Detective Comics 967 and Action Comics 990 both sort of go together. They both deal with the Mr. Oz story and the upcoming Dr. Manhattan is coming scenario. But Detective Comics 967 continues the A Lonely Place of Living story. Two issues ago is Pick of the Week. We, we didn't talk about it last, last time that we could have. A couple of things about this issue were interesting. One is that uh, we didn't talk about it last week, but so the older Tim Drake, if you recall, Tim Drake was being held by Mr. Oz, so was an older version of himself uh, when he became Batman in the future, and he's very angry about being Batman, doesn't like having to be Batman. And it's up from somehow it is, it is uh, Batwoman's fault that he's Batman. We don't, know, we don't know why yet. What was revealed last issue was that the older Tim Drake is not from this world. He's from the pre-52 world. And so at, in the last issue, he had told Tim... You know, don't fuck up like I did. You know, don't don't let your friendship with Connor fall apart. It'll destroy your whole life. And this Tim has no idea who Connor is. He doesn't. I don't. I don't think we've even seen Superboy. Oh, when you said Connor, I was thinking of Green Arrow. But no, it's... Connor Kent. He was his best friend. Once they said that, I tried to think of the last time I'd even seen him. I mean, he had his own book when the when the New Fifty Two launched, but that was like I remember that six years ago, and I don't know when the last time I've even seen him. I don't know if he exists in this world anymore, but. That sort of blew everything up in terms of Tim realizing something was really wrong here. This has been a really great arc. As Tim, now he's back in the world, he has rejoined his buddies, uh, although he hasn't seen Stephanie yet. And meanwhile, the older Tim is running around. He goes to confront uh, Alfred, and they have a nice little moment until he gets attacked by, by Dick and Jason and Damien. They have a big fight in the Arboretum, or the greenhouse at Wayne Manor. But there's a great shot where Bruce in costume is standing at a big window looking over the city and Tim walks up to him and stands next to him casually sort of holding his hands on his staff, you know, resting on it. And there's a, there's a side shot of the two of them. And they just, it just made me so mad again that, that Damien exists. <laughs> I, I just think Tim is a great, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Dick Grayson guy through and through, and I, but I realize sure. he'll, he'll, he'll never be Robin again. And I, I accept that most of the time, but Tim is such a great Robin and such a great sidekick for Bruce and such an interesting foil for Bruce because they don't mm-hmm. they they aren't the same you know Dick is sort of a mini mini Bruce as much as he doesn't want to be Jason is a psychopath and Damien's a psychopath but Tim is the guy right in the middle just seeing them standing together I was like God damn it mm-hmm. that was such a good pairing and I don't know why uh, we can't have that anymore His name is Dan DeDio. <laughs> I don't know I don't know why uh, I, I hope the storyline ends or the, or rebirth ends with him not being called Red Robin anymore. I think that's stupid. This has been a really terrific storyline, and again, as we talked about before, if you're a Tim Drake fan, this is a must-read arc. 
but apparently in the future, Brother I, that program from you know from Kirby, and then, and then recently re- reimagined, is part of the problem. Part of the reason why older Tim Drake hates everybody in the past. So it's been terrific. And then uh, uh, Action Comics. I was curious. Are you still reading that? I am. What did you think of this week, this month, this whatever issue? Uh it was okay. I mean, like, like they're doing. If you think about, I, I, I like the way it looked a lot. Yes. And this looks like it was actually Jurgens doing layouts. Yes. And it's funny because if comics passed Jurgens by for a while, and I don't think that he was done. And no. I, I like, I like seeing this. You know, back. How, and that I like, opening uh, shot of him flying back yeah. upside down over the helicopter. That's a classic Jurgens layout. Which I, and it's kind of funny because like these Superman comics feel like Superman comics again because these were what Superman comics were when I started reading Superman comics. Right. <laughs> in a way. I do think that they can't keep doing the story of villain or whoever comes around and tries to turn John against yes. Clark. They just did that. It's like that. three in a row. They just did it. Yeah. And, and that's getting old and you're going to have to advance it a little bit and get past that and just accept it like, nah, Superboy's – pretty good like if you're gonna come up with new challenges it can't be the same one over and over again um so i don't love that i don't i don't love i don't love this oz thing it just i don't like it as a concept no and I, uh, the thing is if you if they hadn't done the the manchester black storyline which we i think you and i both agree was pretty terrible uh-huh. i think this might have been more impactful because it's supposedly yep. jor-el and it's so it's father versus grandfather and with the, with the grandson in the middle the son in the middle that, i don't want that, it to be jor-el though i don't I feel like I, that's a sacred I thing i don't think it will be I don't think it is, but I'm just saying on the surface, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that, that Jonathan thinks it's his grandfather. So that makes it more impactful than yeah. the Manchester Black Swan that just happened. So the whole thing is Jarrell says, there's something coming. You're not going to beat it. There's something being Dr. Manhattan. And so I'm, I'm here, here to get you guys out. And uh, yeah. Superman doesn't like that. But no, it's, it's well, he shouldn't. And it, like, it just doesn't. Yeah, that that repetition is bad. Another thing that's stupid about this, and not stupid like I hate it because of it, it's just comic book stupid. Lois has to take Jimmy's watch. Come on, mm. Lois doesn't get a watch. Jimmy, you know, or 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 she like she used to be able to just yell and he would hear. Bros before Lowe's. Wow, that's yeah. harsh. Yeah, it was. Pretty but bad. even like Lois had John with them. Yeah, you'd think that he would be like tuned into her voice. A beep or something. I mean, listen. I understand that I gave my signal watch to Jimmy Olsen, but I only got one of them. So even though you're my wife, you don't get one. It takes a lot of crypto bucks to get a <laughs> Jimmy Olsen watch. I guess. I just I really like the way this looks. I think Victor Bogdanovic is great. Yeah, I agree with you. It does look great. That it's first great... shot, I love that first shot so much. There's a bunch of them. This yeah. good Superman flying stuff. What was also interesting was that so in this story, you know, he's it opens with him trying to solve it. Uh, a conflict in Africa, and uh, mm-hmm. it was referenced in another book. I believe it was Detective Comics, or it could have been something else. But I liked that there was a little bit like it was like on the news or something, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice. It's a nice yeah. little bit of continuity." Superman doing his job. It might have been Detective Comics, but anyway, I'm torn because I really like the way it looks, and I, it does feel like old Superman comics. But this story is stupid, and it better not be real Jor-El. It, but you're goddamn well. It better not be. I agree with you. Do we walk because of that? Well, we'll see. Well, out of comics? Yeah. No, no, just from action. Oh, maybe. Even if it's temporary. Before we get to the $30 number 1,000? Yeah. That's a good week to skip. Josh, <laughs> what do you think the first thing people notice about you when they meet you is? Um, boy, that's a loaded question, isn't it? 
But just for the purposes of this part of the show, they're going to say that guy has a beard and glasses. I was going to say your face. Okay. Usually the first thing people notice is the other person's face. Maybe they notice the the, the quality of their skin. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe if someone's comfortable in their skin or not. All this is my way of saying you keep control and keep care of your face and your skin. That's what we love about Harry's. Makes her face look good. Makes her skin look good. I find, Josh, since we've been using Harry's. I'm listening. That my skin feels and looks better after a hair is shaved than with other razors. I will go that one better. Lately, I've been noticing since I got some, I got some new Harry's blades that are all nice and sharp, and I got some of their um, shaving foamy stuff. I got that too. And uh, I haven't been getting any razor bumps at all. Yeah. And I usually get a couple. Here. The foamy stuff is great. I got. I, 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 I really I, like it. I added that to my box. We've been using Harry's for years. We love Harry's. Thank you, Harry, for sponsoring the show because we appreciate nice skin and it being taken care of we have we like to take care of our skin as we move into our elderly years skin care is important and harry's is so confident sorry this has been a rough year <laughs> harry's is so confident you're gonna love their blades they're gonna give you a free trial set for free a free trial set for free it's free twice trial shave set for free when you go to harrys.com slash ifanboy you only pay for shipping and when you do that you get a box that you can use to take care of your face josh well, that's if you're someone who likes that face and wants to take care of it, there you go. The Harry's trial set is free. You can get Harry's.com slash iFanboy. Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, which is why over 3 million people, including me and Josh, have switched to Harry's. Jeff and Andy, just two ordinary guys who were fed up with having overpriced razors. They started Harry's to fix shaving. They bought a factory in Germany, which I guess is just the thing you can just do. With over 100 years of blade making experience to ensure the highest quality, all the products are. Do you have some money? <laughs> I yes, have, I guess that's the factory just... keys are yours. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> all their products are backed by 100% quality guarantee. Harry's offers their blades at half the price of the leading five-blade razor when they sell directly to you over the internet. So, as we said, go claim your free trial offer from Harry's today. It's a $13 value for free. Everybody likes free things. Who doesn't? Free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, the five precision engineered blades, which is talked about with the lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, the rich lathering shave gel, which is a little different than the one we're talking about, but it's still really good. It's got a nice creamy feel to it. And uh, of course, the travel blade cover, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal for the first time here. I think I lost it in New York. Oh, man. I got to order a new one because I went to pack up my stuff and I couldn't find it anywhere and I started panicking a lost little bit. Finger. Because it was brand new blade I just put on the thing. And I started panicking a little bit, so I got to get a new one. You get, the, you get the handle, you get the blades, you get the shave gel, you get the travel cover. All of it for free. Harrys.com slash iFanboy is how you get it. Harrys.com slash iFanboy. Get your free trial set today. So we talked about BPRD, the devil you know, number one, back when it came out. And I just wanted to check in. I read number three, which is actually a really, really good primer on where BPRD is. They... Uh, earlier in the series, uh, Abe, who had been sort of in a coma and he was on walkabout before that where he went AWOL and, uh, and basically like he catches up with Liz and she tells him everything that's been going on. She's like, well, I'm dating this guy and he has a sword and he seems to be hooked in some ancient shit and he's really good at killing monsters and Abe and Liz had a thing for a while. So that was kind of awkward and a bunch of people are dead and, uh, it was it was really it was a really good like because I was a little lost about where we were because I'd kind of dropped off BPRD because it was it, it, literally so it Earth had turned to hell. Right. It was great, it was, but it was and it was really well done. Uh, Lawrence Campbell art, Scott Allen, Mike Mignola on the story, of course Dave Stewart on colors. If you were thinking like I wonder what's going on there, this is a great issue to jump back on. 
It's the devil you know number three, and I really enjoyed it. This actually did have a chance of being pick of the week. This is my second show. Which is interesting so because— Dark Horse had, had it going. You'd think a number one issue would do that, but no. Nope. Interesting. Nope. But here I am to tell you that you can do that. That's the service we provide here. So one of the Hall of Fame books in terms of saying this book has ended, but it has not really ended, is Silver Surfer by Dan Slott, Mike, and Laura Allred. Just uh, won't go. But this is the, actually the final issue. Silver Surfer 14, uh, the story wraps up, and then there's an essay in the back from Dan Slott and one from Michael Allred talking about how much they loved doing this book. And through, th- I think, two volumes, three volumes, two volumes, a lot of issues. Dan Slott says this is his favorite thing he's ever written. And this issue is interesting because the Silver Surfer... His his girlfriend, Don Greenwood, she died in the last issue. And here, it's kind of like that issue of Captain America uh, Generations we talked about. where So he goes, he goes back in time to the beginning. He sees Eternity creating the world. And he basically lives throughout the entire uh, lifespan of the galaxy. He sees the Watchers being born. He sees Galactus being made. He goes back and lives on Earth in disguise. And he visits the Greenwoods every year for, as a summer guest to their bed and breakfast. And watches them grow up. And then he gets he takes a little piece of Dawn to this hologram world and creates a hologram version of her and her whole family to live together as a holograms uh, with their old memories. Then he goes off into the universe. It was a nice, sweet ending, but like this was a really this was a really terrific run. It's a, it's a book not a lot of people read, but it was really intricately done. It was beautifully drawn. And it's probably one of those things that, that, that won't ever be referenced again. But it's it's really nice. And I... I I don't. I didn't know what to expect. I think I originally picked it up because Michael Alvarez was drawing Silver Surfer, but I ended up really loving everything about it. I'm not usually a Dan Slott fan, but this was a really, really well done. I like that contrast that you're yeah. like. I won't read that Spider Man. This thing he's doing is great, though. Well, I, the things I had read of Spider Man for years, and I just got bored sure. with it. Um, this was a very different kind of Dan Slott story, and I really liked it. It was it was a wacky Kirby adventure, and, and Allred drew on that a lot for his drawings. He, there was a lot of Kirby dots, a lot of big aliens, a lot of big machines. And it was really fun and sweet. So it was, it was at least two volumes of, of Silver Surfer from Dance Live. If there's ever some sort of omnibus of it, I would recommend people check that out because it was really great. But I put The Punisher, The Platoon on the list, number two, because I wanted to see if you actually read these issues. No, I need you to – you didn't remind me. I there, need your help with this. There's a shipping list. I know, but I don't week. usually – I don't usually look at the Marvel and DC parts because it shows up on the app where I need it to. And it's, it's, this isn't – basically this doesn't show up where my books normally show up. All right. And so I miss it every time. Well, there's only six issues. You already missed the first third. Well, I read the first one. Okay. And it was it was really good. And I will get this one. I just saw it here, and I was like, I think you're fucking with me. This was brutal. There's a there's, <laughs> there's an attack here, and there's a lot of dudes getting shot in the face, and and uh, it's God. Garth Ennis is the best for writing these stories. He really is. Everything is just dirty, and everything is bad. And you just want everyone to live through this thing. Even the Punisher, you know? Vietnam is so messed up that even you want the Punisher to survive it. All right, you didn't read it. That's fine. I was literally just checking. I know, and, and which is kind of a dick move. So, so in the future, I will let you know when the Punisher's out. Okay. That's the books we're going to talk about this week. It was a weird week of comics. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think it was a fifth week. Was it a fifth week? I guess it felt like it if it wasn't. It was only a fourth week, but it felt like a fifth week. It was a weird week of books. You may be able to hear it in the tone of the show. But if you go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, you join up as a patron. Everyone who joins as a patron, even at the $1 level, gets the vote in the patron pick. And maybe it's because of the holidays, but this week, the runaway choice, I mean, by like a factor of two over the second place book, was DC House of Horror number one. 
which is a big anthology book of horror stories set in the DC universe. Josh, do you want to thank the patrons for picking an 85-page book? Uh, that wouldn't be my main complaint after the fact. <laughs> so before we get into it, let me just tell you my feeling going into it. I saw it originally on the shipping list, and I, I'm a guy who loves the holiday specials. I love a heartwarming tale set in the DCU. I like to see Superman delivering presents at Christmas time. And I thought, hey, maybe this will be like The Flash helping with trick-or-treating. And also, we're not horror guys. should be noted. No. Instead, the first story features a demonic Kal-El landing in Kansas at the Kent farm and brutally murdering the Kents. And I was like, okay. And that didn't get any better from there. Well, okay. At first, I my first thought was, oh, come on, 85 pages. And I thought, well, chances are a few of those are going to be really good and interesting. And that's cool. Right. And usually they get really interesting people to do them. Right. Um, these were all plotted out by Keith Giffen. Right. Every one of them, as far as I can tell. Yeah, no, everyone was. And so, you know, fine, but that wasn't what I was looking for. I, Second of all, yeah. um, it was a lot darker which made sense i don't think it's a bad choice but it is not my aesthetic and certainly not with dc comics i think it was a bold choice i think there's probably an audience for this stuff but um it was a lot darker than i thought it was gonna be and not in a way and if it had been really good i would have been fine with it but it was super average yeah it wasn't um the storytelling the the stories themselves i thought there were some bright spots in the art Oh, I think the art was pretty... Um, I mean, you had Howard Porter, you had Scott Collins, you had Jelly Eaglesham, Tom Rainey, Rags Morales, yep. Howard Shakin. I mean, you had some high-quality guys, even though Dale Eaglesham was doing a different different style than he normally does, which I didn't really love. And it wasn't it wasn't good Collins, it wasn't uh, sketchy Collins, it was that, that right. newer style we didn't like. But on the whole, I mean, art-wise, it was... I thought they did a really good job yep. getting these guys to do the you know on the book. True. But, I mean, these are all sort of... Elseworldsy horror stories because everyone in his, in his horrible Batman is uh, really the Joker and he shoots himself in the head and Green Arrow's uh, murderous vigilante uh, Two Face is that was a horrible story with Two Face and yeah yeah it was it, however also ooh, oh, go ahead. Ooh, you, you Kyle Baker I have I like the Kyle Baker Harley Quinn story yeah that was the only one I liked but the rest of them I didn't like I really like the Billy Batson story okay the Chicken story. I thought it was a really interesting reimagination of it. The other thing that happened in it was they actually didn't they didn't show you anything. They didn't show you the horrible thing. They kept it. You had to keep that in your memory. So the whole time there's a voice whispering in Billy Batson, who is a homeless teenager, which is a thing that we don't really, you know, and he draws him like a, a homeless teenager in New York in the 70s, but whatever, which actually I think is how it, how it's depicted. Maybe it's set there. Yeah. yeah, so he's got like a punk leather spiky thing going on. And the whole time he hears the words of, you know, maybe the wizard, maybe he's insane. His head just say the word and he's got he sees the word Shazam everywhere. And then the last page is just black and says Shazam on it. We don't know what happens. It's all left up to our imagination and suspense. And that's different than every other story in here. Every other yeah. story was here's the bad thing. Right. I thought that that was a much better constructed story. And I thought it fit with the concept of, of Captain Marvel. I think that by the end, I didn't really care anymore. I, yep. think if, I think if I'd read the Shazam story earlier, I probably would have liked it more. But by the end, I was just like, is this over yet? Yep. I just don't, you know, I'm not into that kind of story. Stories. I'm not really into horror movies. I'm not, not into... Particularly with these characters, I don't think it works very well. No, I mean, when you open the book with Kal-El 
vaporizing, you know, Ma Kent. It's just like, all right, this is a choice. It's not for me. It didn't even register like what was happening because it didn't make sense. I went, wait, who's it? The whole time I was like, why are they attacking the Kents? Why isn't Superman? Oh, that's supposed to be Superman who's doing it. Fuck that. Yeah. So, Patriot pick DC House of Horror number one ratings. Ratings. I'm gonna give it a two. No, I'm gonna give it a one point five. All right, I'll go with a two. I, I don't think it was necessarily. There were good things about it, but it wasn't my bag. And I, I really, I really thought that the the stories were were pretty bland while also not being enjoyable. Yeah. All right. So. Thank you, patrons. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where you can go and vote every week. And also, if you give it a certain level, I think it's a $5 level, you get your own superpower on the show. We give them you live on the show, often on the spot. We're going to kick it off with Charlie Hunt. And Charlie Hunt has perfect balance at all times. He's always perfectly balanced. So you could be on a walk on the street. He could be on a balance beam. He could be on the ledge of a building. He's always perfectly balanced. Interesting. Because yeah. you think, like, you ever walk on a balance beam mm-hmm. and you yeah. know you're not in any danger. But your brain tells you otherwise. But yeah, you kind of wobble. So it's kind of all completely mental. Yeah, but also he could, he could be in any kind of, like, it, it, it's also there's some physical dexterity to, to, to that. Sure. Of being um, on, you know, he could be on a two-inch balance beam and walk on it normally. He's always perfectly balanced. I like that. I like that. I could see that being useful in all sorts of ways. Anybody get up there and get that? I got this. I got this. Good Charlie. No. Oh, shit. I did it. Yeah, I did, did it see? unconsciously. See how easy it is? Well, it's a... Uh... Yeah, it's problematic. You're a cliche, Josh. <laughs> so Ben Hafner always knows the wholesale cost. He never gets screwed over on something because he knows. And he's not worried about the standard markup. Everybody's got to make their living. Everybody's got to make them. He's not going to get screwed over. No. Wow. He knows the, he knows the wholesale cost. I don't know how. He just, he just knows it. He's, you're, you're screwing me over. I know what you paid for this Toyota. Yeah. And I know what you're causing as a markup on the other things. And I don't know what you think of me, but I can't have it. This, this, is, this is my mom who's trying to buy this. I can't, I can't have it. This big pin's five cents wholesale. You charge me t- 10 bucks? It's a very high-end dick pen. <laughs> I think they're going to start to get real and financial over the next couple of months. I'll just warn you about that. Okay. Uh, Benjamin Clemens, another Ben. Benjamin Clemens can turn into the, you know the ghost in the Ghostbusters logo? Mm-hmm. He turns into that. <laughs> okay. That's it. He doesn't have the powers of a ghost. He doesn't like go through walls. He still is, he's, he's still corporeal. He's still got open doors. He doesn't have any special abilities. He can float. He can't fly, though. Mm-hmm. He, can't, he can't float any more than a normal person would be off the ground. Uh, you know, if he's five, if, whatever his height is, that's how far high up he floats. He just mm-hmm. turns into a being that looks like the ghost from the Ghostbusters logo. Huh. Is there any advantage to that that you can think of? It just, it's very startling. I'm still, I still have a faint feeling of disappointment that that ghost never showed up in the movie. <laughs> I mean, because if you, I was, you know, I was seven at the time, and I was yeah. like, that's a pretty cool cartoon ghost. He could have been Slimer very easily. Okay, fair enough. He's only got four fingers too. I don't know if that helps or hurts. Uh, well, you're right away. You're not buying gloves off the rack. <laughs> that's true. But he could, he could talk to Ben Hafner and find out how much those gloves actually cost. <laughs> Three bucks. <laughs> And he might understand, like, shipping from China, right. that's going to be 
that's that's part of the cost. It's all, so you can it's add all built in. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Christopher Wu has a skeleton made of high-end carbon fiber. Mm, what does that mean? Is he lighter? Yeah, he's slightly lighter, and he's stronger with a nice torsional flexibility. Interesting. Um, the problem is, is that when carbon does break, if impacted in the right way, it does shatter. So well, there are bones. Bones do shatter. E- yep, that's true. It's it's. I think it's it's somewhat similar, but it's a, it's a. So he's probably. I'm I'm thinking he's probably looking at a, twenty to forty percent uh, body weight reduction. Oh wow, that's nice. Which is which is significant. You know that'll that'll. I think he can also compete in official like Olympic races. Well, people would. There's no rule about yeah. carbon fiber skeletons. That's true. Interesting. All right. Congratulations, yep. Christopher, and your and your your funny skeleton. So, patreoncom slash fanboy, That's where you go to get your powers. Um, that's also where you can go just to donate to the show. If you you know, even if you don't want your powers, you can still donate. And we are hovering around four hundred dollars away from another podcast adding a monthly non-comics media podcast. We tipped over the four hundred dollar level, and then we went back under it. That's just the Patreon game. That's how it works. So check it out. patreoncom slash fanboy. Also. At fanboy.threadless.com, that's where you can find our t-shirts. We've got five current designs, the two classics, iFanboy and Herm, and the three new shirts, the Pick of the Week podcast, the rating shirt, and the brand new If One is Electro shirt. And we have, we're going to have one more coming to you before the end of the year, and then we can, we're, we're lining up some new designs for next year. So check that out, fanboy.threadless.com. Also, you don't have to get it on a t-shirt. I've got my iFanboy mug right here that I put the logo on. Can, you can get all kinds of things with those designs on them. Finally, fanboy.com slash support. That's where you can find your Amazon link. That's very important now as the holidays are coming, as we're rolling into November. People start their holiday shopping. If you want to make your, if you're going to shop via Amazon, please consider shopping through our link at fanboy.com slash support. That really helps us out direct, greatly. And again, there's a direct donation button for PayPal there. If you just want to donate some money, if you don't want to be a patron, if you don't want to shop via Amazon, if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, you just want to donate some cash for the end of the year, do it through PayPal at the donation button at fanboy.com slash support. Thank you very much. And I think we have time for one email, Josh. You know what? I'm go- I'm gonna go ahead and say we're gonna do all of them. We're gonna oh. do it fast. All right, we'll do them all fast. Okay, great. D from the UK. Hey, fellas, I've been thinking about this since you moved away from the website, and I hope that's long enough. I miss the news updates, and for a while I tried other websites like CBR. However, I'm tired of clickbait. Seventeen things you must know list, and can can you recommend a good website for comics news and discussion? If I promise to keep listening, Steve, this is gonna be awkward for all of us. <laughs> I don't even. I'm afraid where you're going. We don't. Well, I don't read comics news. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, really, like we were so embedded in it for such a long time, and we tended we tended to not get our news from there, um, for the right. most part. Right. After right. a certain point, we were working directly, you know, with the sources for the most part. There's nothing left for me. Like the news that comes up is either this book is coming out, which is just like all the other books, and I just kind of wait for whatever to come out. I don't care about it so much. Sometimes there's a couple of things. But there's no, I just get it from social media at this point, if there's something interesting. I mean, he's right. If you go on most of the sites, I, I, we don't read them, but if yeah. you go on most of the sites now, it's mostly clickbait you know, lists or, you know, it, it's not really considered thoughtful articles and there just isn't a market for it. Someone asked yeah. us on the 600th episode, why won't we go back and do the website? It'd be really hard because the content we would want to make wouldn't generate a lot of interest these days, I don't think. And, it, and it's fun to do it for a few people, but it, gets, it's, it, took, you know, it took a lot of effort. But uh, yeah, I don't have any, any, I have no solution for you, Steve. There, I don't know of any websites. I think, I so think if at you, this point, the internet's all about clickbait. It's all about things you can share on Facebook and Twitter that make people click on it. It's not about interesting, yeah. thoughtful analysis. 
unfortunately. Yeah. So if you do know a good website or something, it also depends on what the kind of stuff you're looking for is, uh, you know, put in the comments. Uh, help Steve out, I think. Um, yeah, anything out sorry. there is going to be a smaller website that people may not know about because the, the big ones are all about clickbaity stuff now. Because okay. almost all of them have owners ownership that require yep. a certain amount of um, stuff. Yeah, anyway, they have to pay people to make them. Scott uh, S. from Chicago? Classic sitcom Seinfeld. Right, yeah, Scott so. C. Holm. Scott S. Oops, I said his name. Scott S. from Chicago. Scott S. <laughs> One of us should read this. Classic sitcom. You do. One of, yeah. Wow. Oh, I see what you're doing. I'm going to stop talking. Go. Classic sitcom Seinfeld. You date Jerry for an episode. Why does he break up with each of you? Now you can do me or you can do yourself. Uh, let's or do both. each other. Let's do each other. Okay. He's going to break up with you because you are too similarly weird in that you're both awkward comic types who are very uncomfortable in your own skin. <laughs> I can't argue with you. I don't like it, but it's true. It's like dating myself. <laughs> I had to break up with him. I couldn't help it. He was constantly scheduling everything. He, sends me, he, said, he sent me a Google invite for breakfast. It was breakfast. We just have to have breakfast. Why do you got to schedule it? There's no schedule. That might be it's that fine. Might, that might be true. There you go. So there you go. That's why. And then finally, we, we, we touched on this. Uh, Wes, or if you're in the UK, Wes, but he's from Minnesota. Like Ron and Connor, I'm loving Black Hammer. With the main book currently on hiatus until next April, it occurred to me that these hiatuses, hiatus, are coming are too common to big indie books now. Saga, Lazarus, Southern Bastards. Do you feel that these hiatum hurt the book in, other sa- in monthly sales? This feels like an in- unavoidable issue with indie comics. Yes to all of it. Yes to all of it. Um, we, we, this is something we talked about quite a bit. There was a period of time where I wasn't reading any indie books in regular issues because of these hiatuses. I would just get them in trade when they eventually came out. But um, it became harder and harder as we got more involved in iFanboy to stick to that. But we know for a fact from when Ron worked at Image that the, these hiatuses do hurt their sales. It's hard to keep momentum up when you just go away for four or five months. It's just the nature of the world. It's hard to keep momentum up month to month. Sales go down every month anyway. But it's even worse when you go away for months at a time. Uh, it hurts creatively. We've talked about this with like a book like Lazarus, where it had gone away for a long time, and as you came back, and we were completely lost about where, where it was. It's tough, but the, the, the fact of the matter, as, as you say in your email, it's unavoidable because most of these people aren't making these books aren't making a living off them, so they have to... Things that make them a living have to take precedence over things that don't. But yeah, it sucks. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for them. It's not good for us as readers. It's not good for anybody. And it, it, Yeah, but like we don't value quality. Because we have too many... Too many other things, and those might also be quality. So, like the the way that media and culture is, like it's just things coming at you a hundred percent all the time. And if you get distracted by it, you're going to miss it when it comes back around. And you're, I mean, I'm I'm obviously guilty of this on this show. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it. tough because uh, you know you're reading at least in our case twenty or so books a week, and to remember every plot point of all the books is difficult. And it's even more difficult when you're talking about books that don't feature people in colorful outfits because it's easier to remember those outfits. And so when Southern Bastards went away for a while, I, it, it took me a while to figure out what was going on. Lazarus is the same thing. It's, Black Hammer is a bummer. Deadly Class is a bummer. But there's, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about it. But it does hurt. It definitely does hurt. 
I, I still I still prefer that to fill in artists, at least poorly done. Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't, but it may not be the art. It may be the maybe the writer. Who knows? It could be anything. It could be anybody. You know, that's causing a delay. Right. They're they're common. They're, they've never not been common, and it's it sucks for everybody. In a perfect world, it wouldn't happen, but we're not in a perfect world. Unfortunately. Well, we are definitely not in a perfect world. All right, so we we did them all. We, we, just, we that that was for that was the, the condensed version. Yeah, it was, but we got it all out there. We're a little off today. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to the people listening. I don't know what's wrong. I've been off all day all day. It's just one of those weeks. Just, Sometimes you yeah, have that week. Contact at ifanboy.com. That's how you can email us to get on the show with your emails. Thank you to those who did. Some plugs. We did a Batman versus Two Face show. The animated brain trust and I talked about the last performance of Adam West as Batman in the Batman vs. Two-Face movie. Uh, that's right behind the show in the feed. You can check that out uh, there. And there's a handful of special edition shows coming up through the end of the year, which we'll be talking about you know, for the next couple of months. But you know, Thor is next week. And then uh, we've got Justice League and Punisher in November. So those, there'll be some more shows coming at you. In addition to the shows unlocked by the patrons like... Talksplode, featuring comic book creators who I talk to about stuff. And this, when you listen to this, this upcoming week, I will be putting up a show that I did uh, with Phil Hester, who is a veteran writer and artist of comic books and a super great guy who's very funny, who also writes really dark, weird stories at the same time. Really, really enjoyed this, this con. It's like, I like talking to comics pros, pros, you know, guys who, who have been working in the industry for a long time. It was, it was exactly what I, I was hoping it would be like. So I think you guys are going to dig this. So that'll be coming up around Tuesday, around Halloween. Sliding it in right under the wire of of the month. That that counts. That's it, an October it always counts. promised and delivered podcast for the patrons. Uh, in the meantime, go over to ifanboy.com. You can find all of our other podcasts. You can go there and you can find every special edition interview show or animated show, any lot. of those things. Those are, those are all still there. I think we're in the 70s for Talksplodes. About a dozen of them are Rick Remender. But besides <laughs> that... <laughs> Which, you know, we're in the tank for that. Oh, there you go. What do you want? Pretty entertaining. You can go to facebook.com slash ifanboy or at ifanboy on Twitter to find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out and the patron pick. Um, you can follow J.A. Flanagan and Ron XO on Twitter and on Instagram and C.S. Kilpatrick on Instagram. And if you like the show, write us a review on iTunes or better yet, is to tell your friends about us. We see that all the time on social media and we really thank everyone who does that. to help spread the word about ifanboy. And, uh, you know, holidays are coming. It's the perfect time. We'll get to it more when you get closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas, but if you're having family issues, people are yelling at each other about politics, throw the show on. Drown it out. Introduce your whole family to podcasts. Spread the love. We'll, Who are these jamokes? We'll get into... Funny you say that, Uncle Steve. <laughs> we'll improv some role play about that later on as we get closer to, as closer to uh, the holidays, <laughs> but it's always a good idea to drown out the fighting with a fanboy. No, what he's doing is he's making America great. Turn that show down. <laughs> Turn it down. That's it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. I'm Connor. I'm I'm Uncle Steve. You know, it's just one of those weeks. I apologize. Bye. <laughs> I don't. Uncle Steve doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Time goes.